0: Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast, uh, episode two of the day. Um, exciting stuff we're excited to have on southern indiana ghost hunters and we'll get into uh, some things with them here in just a second but before uh, we jump in with them i would like to thank our sponsors miller's termite and pest control is the only place you need to look for pest control don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies reach out to someone who cares about you they can handle any problem from termites bed bugs ants spiders etc they also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control, email at pest underscore n underscore peace at yahoo.com, or by phone at 812 767 5657. Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is also a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he will be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. Contact information for Tommy you can contact him at 812. 812- 372 4483 at extension 2447. And remember to tell them that APR Podcast sent you. Looking for a new tattoo? Looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art? There's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty for Ashes Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty from Ashes is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family friendly. So don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you. When you stop by to get some ink, check out all the artists work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from ashes, tattoo parlor, Crothersville, Indiana. And once again, thank you to uh, all of our sponsors and everything that they do for us uh, to do what we do every day or every week. Um, twice on Sunday. Um I can actually say that this week because this is our uh, our second episode, but I am joined uh by my lovely wife again and members of the Southern Indiana Ghost Hunters Club uh group. So uh thank you guys for all making it back again. Well,
1: thank thanks you for having us. us. Yes, yeah, thanks yeah, for having, thanks. having
0: us. And I reached out to you Barb right after the uh I had watched the Demon House documentary and I want to kind of kick it off there and I just want to start with what were you guys' overall perceptions? I mean, you have much more of a foundation in what was going on there um, in that documentary than what I do. So I was curious what you guys' reactions were to what happened in that documentary.
2: I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, do I believe that everything that they showed happened? I don't know that I can say that or not, but I do believe that something definitely crazy went on in that place for sure um there's too many too many documents too many creditable people that witnessed a lot of what went on there um we as a group have witnessed unfortunately some of the same things similar stuff i'm sure exactly yeah Yeah. so um i did enjoy it i do think there was a lot of truth to a lot of it um like i said we've we have witnessed some of the stuff like that before <clears throat> I know a lot of people Take whatever they see on TV To the heart You know you do got to remember that it is Made for TV well it's- and
3: that was the thing Like as we were watching it and I mean Like I told you guys when I was watching I was freaking out I mean like I'm just Thinking oh my gosh but it's like I mean I don't That's what I mean like as I'm watching it I'm like Well how much of this is I mean like you said it's made for TV You know that kind of thing so obviously there's some truth to it right but it's like where's that line but i'm like i don't even want to know where that
2: line <laughs> is That was my thought what do you think about it mike
4: well zach is a very uh, credible person I, I know zach for a while and uh he's not known to really put on acts i mean he He goes with his gut feeling on a lot of things. He's really a withdrawn person, and uh, he doesn't go all out to try to make things appear to be something that they're not. So I I believe that everything in there is pretty credible with um, even the part about the child walking up the wall backwards. Those sorts of things have happened in uh, possession cases, and I've I've actually witnessed some
0: possessions in the past, and uh, they're very scary. And I was curious about that because I know that, you know, obviously Zach has been, you know, well-known in what he's done with the Travel Channel and things. And they they open that up with saying he is the world's leading investigator. And I was curious to hear you guys' perspective on is that, I mean, he is that credible when it comes to his investigations. Every time I've
4: ever seen him with the Ghost Adventures themselves and uh, been with them. Uh, during a couple of their investigations up at the Hill, uh, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. There was only three of them that showed up, and they did all the filming themselves. Um, I was actually inside the building a time or two while they were doing their filming at the night, and uh, I never witnessed them fake anything. I mean, everything that came, came across was real as could be. And like I said... Zach is a pretty credible person, but he's also a very withdrawn person. If you meet him, you meet him in person. He's not the type of guy that's going to go all out to 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 make a name or to do, you know. Yeah, he likes to be by himself a lot.
0: So I'm going to ask, and I know last time, and I, I've I've said this to a lot of people. I learned so much when you guys came on last time and talked, and we talked about the difference between a ghost and a spirit. But obviously, in Demon House, there's a lot of talk about it actually being a demonic, um, you know, creature. Right. Yes. What? Where does that line draw? Because it is non-human. Is that kind of where the demon element comes in? Well, yeah, yeah. A
4: non-human could be considered a demon, but you, you have to also remember there's many types of spirits in the world. Okay. And there is uh, elementals, for one, earth spirits. Um, a lot of these spirits have never even walked the earth in any kind of living form. Uh, You've got the spirits of stream, water, air. Uh, those are the, probably the toughest ones to deal with. And then you have uh, spirits that really aren't spirits at all. Like, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Barb? Totally slipped my mind. Our little deal.
1: Tulpa.
2: Tulpa. Yeah,
4: the tulpas. The topas, they are man made thought waves that take on their own personality over time. If, if, fed them, if you feed them with enough knowledge of what you think, you can actually
0: create a spirit from a thought wave. So, someone that, or something that has never walked the earth, never really been truly real in a sense, other than in someone's own mind wave, mind or thought wave, and they put so much thought into it or passion into it that it actually can create a spirit
4: yeah it actually becomes real wow and it actually becomes very jealous of its creator because it starts to take on a personality of its own and once it starts taking on that personality it wants life it wants it wants a a human form or an existing form It don't want to just be a spirit and so therefore people who have created these in the past and uh, there's a very interesting experiment. If you go back and read on, it's called the Philip experiment. That's where they very first started trying to make an entity. And when and when they did make it, it, it could it could talk to them through uh, rapping on the table intelligently, and it, it started to become very aggressive toward him towards the end.
0: Because it, when you say it's it's jealous, it. it... It wants to live out its personality through that human that created it. it they Pretty can, much. yes, mm-hmm. most definitely. Uh,
4: we've had we had an incident like that that happened to us personally, and this thing actually came from Waverly Hills, and I I believe that I created it and wasn't even aware that I was creating it. Really? I thought I, I thought I was talking to a human spirit, mm-hmm. but. It would always come through. It would come through. Every time i go in there, it was my fail safe. I could take people in there to show them um, different things that were inside of the Waverly Hills. And I could always count on it to come out. And it came out each and every time, any time that I would call it forward. But the problem was, is that over time, it was getting very aggravated with me because it wanted help. But the kind of help it wanted was the help that I was refused to give it. It wanted a body.
1: It got vicious there for a while. It got very vicious.
4: Yeah, it got very vicious. It started attacking <laughs> our group. Um, it could be at two or three places at once. So it, it was, it was attached itself basically to our group, and it got so bad that any, any place that we would go to try to do investigations, the investigation would just start off, but it would step in. And as soon
0: as it stepped in, it run everything else off. So you couldn't actually see the spirits that were in the house. It was the fact that, you know, that this... Topaz, is that correct? Yeah, Topaz, Topa, Topaz. Topaz yes. was running all the other spirits off and kind of commanding the entire <laughs> investigation. Yeah. Correct. So when... So could that even be... I know when we talk about possession um, or, you know, like like in the demonic possession sense... It, could, it may not be a demon in the sense of satanic. It may be a topa that is just looking to possess a body. It could be. It could very well be. It could also be an elemental.
4: It could be any series of things. Explain to me the elemental. An elemental is an earth spirit. It's similar to a topa in a way, but it's a spirit that, that is like you got water if you have running water. It's the spirit of the stream, and it's like a Mother Nature spirit. A topa is neither good nor evil. A topa is what you feed into it. Gotcha. So if you come in to—and you can never get rid of a topa. If a decides that it wants to be where it's at, and it's going to be there, you can never rid yourself of a topa. But it all depends on how you approach—not a topa. <laughs> I'm sitting here saying topa elemental elemental you can never rid yourself of an elemental and it's all how you how you present
0: yourself to it and that's what you're going to get back from it well i will say and i know that barb and i have had this discussion because and 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 i, I upfront and honest i i don't th- i've just gotten into this world and and my grandmother <laughs> um has always been very spiritual and and those kind of things and um, so I'm really learning a lot, but, and I, and I, I think I told you guys when you were on the first time, I don't really know where my belief lay lies in it. Um, and that's why I'm really excited to go with you guys because I've never had that experience right. of even the sure. the supernatural around me. And I'm, I'm very excited to see that. But I, the only thing that I can honestly say, and like I said, Barbara and I has talked about it. Last time you guys were on, and I'll be very interested when I edit this, Oh my this,
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> and I know people think I'm probably making this up, but I have, I've recorded, I mean, this is our 48th show tonight, and I've recorded all these shows and edited them and never had a problem. And when I went back and tried to edit you guys' show, every time I'd put a filter on to edit it, it would throw the whole computer out of whack. My board started making noises that I've never heard before or after that. Oh, yeah. It, and I and I know that there are people that I've told this to that look at me like I'm I'm crazy and I get no, it. You're not, but
2: you're not.
3: Well, it, it was so funny because he came to me like <clears throat> that I didn't even night tell you about. Like it, like, it was, I, the I was next day. it was later, yeah. And he was like, said something about you're not going to believe this, but you know, and everything, and then said that you guys thought the same thing or thought that you heard. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, Yeah, I reached out to Barb
0: before I even told my wife that yeah, it was going here, on. I
3: was like. You know he tells me that, and of course I'm like freaking out. And then you guys said that, and I'm like, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, I, I said welcome to my world. Yeah, yeah. Because every time there's this one particular place, and I think we talked about it before, Thornhaven Manor. Yeah. Every time we do that place, every time we lose part of our footage, yeah. part of our audio. One particular investigation, we lost absolutely everything. Everything, and. Almost to a day, to the day, a year later, I was looking for some pictures, and there was everything right back.
0: That's, that's You're crazy. You're kidding. No, it happens
2: every time, and it's happened with a lot of other investigations. We'll lose stuff. I will check everything before we leave on the DVR, make sure that it's all there. We've got it recorded. Yeah. Get home, turn the DVR on, go to download it. It's gone. Yeah. It may show back up. It may not. You may get part of it. You, you just never know. When we were here the last time, Amber and I both... <clears throat> excuse me Amber and I both heard things and she heard the same thing that I did and then I got well, when I spoke with you Destin <laughs> I, I said could you send me that because I really want to go through so it so
3: did you go through that
2: I went Had through you have... it over and over and, and over and did you didn't
3: hear anything that time
2: or I then he- I heard some things but I couldn't make it out okay. sitting here I heard it plain as day I heard
0: a little girl and Amber did too
2: oh my gosh so tell me that mm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was uh, it, it, like I and I like I said I, that was probably the first point. Which and I, I'll be upfront and honest. I I told my wife this before you guys were on the first time because like I said, I didn't know where I stood on my belief, and I said and I I was going to ask after we got off the air if I could go on an investigation with you guys to experience it, and in my mind I thought. Well, if they say no, if they're real, you know, you know, push off that that to me says, okay, there's something in the works here. And before I even got we got off the air. Barb, you asked, do you want to go? And I thought, okay, there's something to this. And then when I started (laughs) editing and I had all these issues, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there is something real. And I know my good buddies that do a podcast out of Greenwood called The Smugcast, they had a gentleman on. Um, and I can't remember his name, but he does some paranormal investigations. And when he was on, his cell phone was in a bag off uh, to the side. And he had some recordings on his cell phone that he had gotten. And it started playing out of nowhere. I mean, no one had touched the bag. It was off to the side. It was playing them. The phone lock screen was on. And out of nowhere, it starts playing these recordings of this voice. And those guys were like, okay, this is this is too weird. So... um so I it it I'm very excited to to do something with you guys because it, it's so cool and interesting what you guys do. Well,
2: that kind of stuff happens all the time, all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if you watched, I don't know if you watched. Um, Zach did a an interview or not an interview. It was a um, Facebook live,
0: like I did a not. half an hour.
2: He did it on December the 27th, I believe, and he talks about all the problems that they had trying to edit. The documentary, oh, I've got to that I wonder, terrible, terrible problem, just like you had.
0: And wow, when we go back to that house, what, in your opinion, I know they talked about that dirt spot underneath that. What do you think, I mean, and I know you guys are just guessing because you weren't there, but what would create that demonic possession in a in a home like that?
4: Well, it depends on the rituals that have been done there in the house before. Um, anytime somebody practices Satanism and tries to do some sort of black mass, they're trying to do they're trying to conjure up conjure up demons and or evil spirits to do their bidding because they believe that once they can get them there, they can they can use them to to get done what they wouldn't normally want to do themselves. And uh, I actually do believe that somebody in that house, prior to the residence that was uh, tortured in that house, was doing the black arts. And the dirt, the reason the dirt would be there and they didn't concrete is because they wanted to centralize it. They wanted to narrow down the opening. Narrow it down, it's just like with water. The more you narrow it down, the stronger the flow flow gets. And uh, so they're trying to pressurize it and bring it up through that point so that, they wanted that to be a portal in order to do that all the buried objects I'm sure had some certain meaning to them I know somebody may
0: have been murdered there and when you I think the craziest thing that uh, that I took out of that documentary was the physical effects that it was having on the people right there. Yeah. have you guys had you know things like that the nausea the na- nausea um, and those kind of physical effects. Oh, yes. Yes. We all yes.
3: have. You really have? Yes. Yeah.
4: Yes. yes.
3: Like afterwards, I mean, like you're feeling sick or even there, I guess. It, it usually happens
2: there. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's happened before. Really? Sometimes it happens afterwards. A lot of times we'll experience things during an investigation. Yeah. I usually know if something's close near to me, mm-hmm. if there's a spirit close, my head, I get head pressure really, really heavy, like being up in an airplane. Yeah. A lot of times I'll get sick to my stomach. You just, the more you do it, it seems like the more
0: you're
1: aware,
3: aware with it affects you. Well, I was going to say, I, yeah, it, I would the agree. More it,
2: yeah. It affects you. I think we talked about being sensitive on the first show. You know, I think we're all kind of sensitive. A lot of us just block it out. But the more you do this and the more you're around it, the more sensitive you Well, become. and you
3: know, I mean, it, it's probably from something or, you know, someone. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You can definitely.
0: You can definitely tell it, can't you, Dave?
1: Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, I, I want to ask this, too, because... And this, I, in my opinion, I think was just part of the show um, and probably more the TV producers than even Zach in the, the Demon House documentary. Is there an investigative reason why he decided to board up all the windows and the doors when he went in? Or is that was that more probably TV producers for the show? Well, I would think
4: that, uh, you know, in describing Zach, I mean, Zach, Zach is a pretty sincere person, but he also, you're correct on that. He he does have to do certain things to make it interesting. Right. You know, and sometimes they're foolish things. Uh, boarding himself up in the place by himself, that was a pretty foolish move to do. Right? Yeah, uh, to
0: me it just added this, like, it, it like, and, again, I know for some people it was probably like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he would stay in there like that. But to me it was like just over the top a little bit. Yeah. Of
4: course. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same thing like when uh, he had the Annabelle doll and he was told not to touch the doll. Well, he had to build it up and build it up and build it up because he wanted to touch the doll. He wanted to to see what was going to happen. And a lot of bad things happened to him after that too. He's he's brought on a lot of bad things to himself by some of the moves that he has done. Um, whenever we do investigations, our primary thing is if it gets dangerous, we're we're out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I get nervous and, and want to leave, and, you know, I've usually told other people you could do what you want, but if if I get nervous and get up and going to leave,
0: it's probably time to leave. Yeah, it's yeah. probably time to leave. Yeah. And so, I mean, there would be no investigative, you know, reason for him to board the house up. Because the spirit, obviously, can travel right through that board if it wants to and do whatever it wants. Yes. That that was my thought.
1: But what it boils down to is my opinion on the show, Ghost Adventures, when they go in these reputed haunted places... They will lock the, have themselves locked down for a certain length of time. Right. So okay. I think it was kind of some of that give that same yeah. effect. And
2: and that's so, and, and that's to what where I figured.
1: he's Pretty well enclosed with them and can't escape if something happens.
0: And that's just, and that's what I figured too. Is it's probably the look of hey, he's not walking out and heading to McDonald's and getting a double cheeseburger and coming back an hour later and right, shooting another segment. Right. And I get that part of it. That's, I just right. Stuck me- in
1: there to deal with right. whatever it is that's right. in there.
2: And no outside contamination, too, as well, which, you know, is a big thing, too.
0: What do you mean by outside contamination?
2: No no noise from outside, no light from outside, okay. you know, nothing coming in to contaminate. Sirens. Yeah, anything stuff, like that. Yeah.
0: So any of that outside contamination, noise, light, that can actually move away spirits as well.
4: Not so much move away, but give false positives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And... Uh, that's something we have to be very, very careful about, like when we do our investigations. Um, we will usually go back and test anything that we have seen, uh, such as we caught a spirit that was on a, a DVR at the Thornhaven. You can actually see the spirit walking across the floor. Well, we went back and put that to a test several times to try to recreate that with, with flashlights or cars going down the road to see if it created the same effect. It didn't create the same effect.
0: And I think that's really interesting that you bring that up because I think that's something that, from a skeptic outside, we probably don't know. And I, I even learned it in that in the one where they talked about the the image that comes across the doorway right there and then um, the, I forget the guy's name, but it, where he touches the door, but there was the black image, and the spirit. The, oh, yes. Through the
1: bathroom. Yeah, through the bathroom the that, that you could
0: doctor. see go. And them kind of talking about how they had tried to recreate that right. and they had looked at it in several different ways and it was only in seven frames. Right. You know, I think as a, some of the skeptical people would say, oh, you guys are probably trying to create that. But you actually go back and try to recreate yes. what you saw to try and prove it false. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's interesting to me. So you guys really, even though I know how much you believe and I know we've, we've talked and, and I appreciate it, you guys really go into investigation as how can I disprove what we found? Yes, exactly. I want to, I want to disprove that this was any kind of spirit activity, but at times you just can't, you can't disprove it. All right. That's a, that's almost even creepier than, uh, (laughs) than knowing it the other way. Um, You know, and the other thing that I thought was really, really interesting. And and you guys explained to me, I know we talked a little bit about it, when he's looking at the the energy, when they're in the basement, and he's trying to read the energy of where the spirits are. What what is he using, and what is you know what are they what are they finding there? Well, the main
4: thing he was using was a tri-field EMF meter, which means it has uh, three different axes on it. He's uh, measuring for magnetic fields, he's measuring for electricity, and uh, he's also measuring for radiation type. It, of eons and he's taken all kinds of different measurements because the earth will give off natural of of these measurements you know and the human body like he said on there we only give off uh, very little magnetic properties on it and what he was picking up was on the magnetic side and when he was picking it up near zach And it seemed to spike every time, like when Zach slapped his hand. Mm -hmm. What he said is it dissipated the energy, which it will. You know, any kind of magnet, if you take a magnet and you drop it enough times on the floor, it becomes unmagnetized. But the magnetic, the electromagnetic field would build up again around Zach. And that's what was affecting Zach's feelings and on how he felt lethargic and stuff. And electromagnetic fields will do that to people if they're strong enough that, that's another one of the things that we'll do when we'll go into a supposed haunted location is before we do anything we do an emf sweep to see where the false positives could be found in the building and how high the electromagnetic fields are in the building because they're unhealthy to be around for one and they can give you brain cancer and a lot of people are around high amounts of it not even aware of it But they'll make you hallucinate. They'll make you start to feel things, see things, and and they'll affect your moods. And so they they can cause fights. And spirits will cause fights and
0: arguments, too. And that's – I know they kind of talked about in that with the, you know, was it the lead? Was it, you know, what what else could have been the – and again, going back to like you guys said, trying to disprove that it was any kind of demonic uh, thing in that house. Yes. But there was just too much information at the other to, to go a different direction. So and I don't even know if we really got into this last time, but when you walk into an investigation, you start with the EMF sweep. So kind of walk us through a, a typical investigation. What are, what are you going to do and how do, you, how do you find activity and those kind of things? Well, first comes the
4: interview, and then I'm going to let Barb tell you the rest on the steps.
2: Yeah, usually it starts way before we get there. Um, We'll start doing research. If it's a residential, we'll check out the area, do research on on the building, the property, even the people that live there. Um, I send out a questionnaire. It's a 50-question questionnaire. Uh, We have them fill it out. We'll go over it as a group, uh, kind of decide if it, it warrants an investigation or not. And then we'll go on in, like Mike said, and do an EMF sweep. Uh, just get a feeling for the place, you know. Do a, an a <clears throat> excuse me, an interview with with the clients, have them tell us and show us certain areas where they have most of their activity, and then we'll just kind of, as we set things up, we kind of try to get a feel for the place. Like I said, the more you do this, the quicker you are at, at picking things mm-hmm. up, and you can usually tell if a place is active we usually know it as soon as we go in
0: how often do you have people reach out that it's that it's them looking for something or just trying to be involved that there really is an activity
2: that happens a lot <laughs> I was say, happens that's a lot. what i can yeah. figure i mean we we might we might do one residential for every 10 to 15 people that contact me wow
0: I mean, that adds you guys' credibility as well, that you're not out every—I mean, obviously, you don't have the time to be out all the time doing it, but that you're not just going into any house and finding things. Right. Right.
1: When it first came out, the author was going to do the Chronicle books on us. You would not believe how swamped we got these kooks that wanted their house and their name in the book. Uh, Some of the ridiculous things we come against—
0: well, and I'm sure they all think that, you know, in, in, in the long run, if I can get in a book, if I can get this, my, my re, even though I know some of you would say it would hurt your real estate value, but for tourism, for things yeah. like that, yeah. I've got the opportunity yeah. now to really and, make and some money. Some
1: of them thought it was going to go from the book to TV. We don't go on TV. <laughs> I well, mean, he has, but
0: my wife's really well, good. She with, has, with, I have with without anything here. We want to stay out of the investigation. So <laughs> yeah, <yeah, zone>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's most nervous about. Me going with you guys, is she keeps oh, yeah. saying, "Don't
2: bring anything home." Yeah, yes, you're,
0: yes. you're going to bring something. <laughs> like home. I,
3: I, I don't know if that's normal or not, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> it, 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 I it. mean, that's what I. And I don't know how often I know you guys said and and i think obviously you're more like you said i mean sensitive to you know some of the things so i don't know how often you think that like things actually come home with you or whatever but that's what that's what i said about it <laughs> that's what i'm afraid about with me it does happen well, it, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's it, what it i'm afraid happen. of yeah. it happens but um, you can uh, free yourself of it though okay well yeah. i mean
3: let uh, us know how that how to yeah, do that if, if it happens the best thing <laughs> yeah. to do is,
4: best thing to do is don't feed it don't, Try to don't it. think about it just yeah. Yeah. I'd ignore it which is easier said than done
2: yeah yeah it'll
0: eventually dissipate on its own yeah.
2: Yeah, or, or go back to wherever it
0: came from right you know yeah so and i don't know really, to be honest i don't remember because i'm so intrigued i don't know if i asked you this guys this last time or not but on average you know most spirits are good or bad i mean what 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 percentage would you give of good versus bad On most of our investigations,
4: we've never really came across a lot of the bad. I mean, we've came
0: across with a lot of sarcastic. Right. And uh, I'll fit right in with those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: and I think I remember you guys saying last time that, you know, like the spirits are typical, typically. um,
0: Trying to. Trying to complete something, trying well, to yes, get but, on to the other side. Yes,
3: but like their like how their personality was right. when they were alive. I remember. I think it was maybe that one of you, I, who whoever said that. But I remember that because I mean that was because I think we kind of talked about you know are they usually good or bad. So mm-hmm. I mean I don't, right. but so that was interesting.
4: Well, I mean if you th- you think about it, if you're a spirit and uh, you want to get a rise out of someone, you know. What would be the best way to do that? You know, try to freak them out some, right? Because the more the more they get freaked out, then the more energy you get.
3: Oh, okay. Because you can
4: yeah. feed off of that, and the more you feed them, yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. so they're sometimes they'll try to get a rise out yeah. of you. You know, making things happen. It's it's very hard for them to do things like that because it expends a lot of energy. Really. You know, like people ask them to knock on the wall or such. It takes a lot of energy to do that. Okay. And they've got to try and replace that energy through yes. some way. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Because they have no way of storing energy. You know, there's kinetic energy and there's, you know, stored mm-hmm. energy. And they they have no way to store energy. So they can only use with what's there at the time. If that energy expels itself, if it runs out, a lot of people think, well, they left well they may not have left they may be there just that there's nothing they can do gotcha. they can't they can't use any of that uh yeah
0: here's here's the scary thought callie and here's i a, wish I you would, don't
3: have to tell me any of those i wish
0: nothing uh but the best for our three guests but uh with their knowledge you know in the future when their spirits i i could see them being the sarcastic ones that are always out here you mess, betcha messing mess
1: with
2: me mess mess i'm coming with, back
0: with you and I, I i again say i wish nothing but the best for everyone here but uh
2: yeah i'm, I'm coming back
0: and saying i told you so yeah, yeah. Bar, i know right bar will be talking in our headphones all the time <laughs> so.
2: yeah. oh we can never go get rid of her now <laughs>
0: that's awesome so I do want to transition a little bit away from the Demon House and talk about what you guys are doing here in 2019, because um, obviously, there what we talked about earlier with what Zach does and, and does great work, and I'm really glad to hear the how credible he is, he is on a TV show, and, and you guys are doing the work kind of in the trenches and and doing it not for fame or fortune, because I... I don't believe any of you pulled in in your Learjets or anything like that today. I don't think (laughs) there's there's a ton of fortune that comes with it. Um, You're doing it for your passion for it and to try and help people out. Yes. What what are the plans for 2019? And I'm exceptionally excited because, as we've talked (laughs) on here before, I'm going to be joining you um, at least on one, and I hope on multiple ones, <laughs> um, because I am so excited and intrigued by this. So what are the plans for Southern Indiana Ghost Hunters in 2019?
2: We don't have a whole lot of stuff set up yet. We've got some events set up, which we've just, over the last couple of years, started doing some events. Um, I think the first, the first PSI investigation will be in March, March the 30th. And that will be at the dollhouse in greensburg and we would love to have you join us i in. it'll be a small one not not too crazy active you can get your feet wet and see if you want to go for something bigger after that and then um in may we're hoping to to help out at a paracon in uh, june july the ladies of psi will be joining bsr paranormal and jen jacobs from for um up around fort wayne area we're going to be um, hosting and be tour guides at ohio state penitentiary oh wow, wow. so we're really looking forward to that that's going to be a weekend deal and then in july or august i think it's august we actually have um randolph randolph county asylum in Winchester, Indiana, and that would be one that I think you would probably like if you can do the dollhouse. <laughs> it would be pretty If you cool. pass that test. It's it's extremely active, one of the most active places wow. in the state. Um it, you know, it was an asylum, <coughs> it was also a poor house. A lot of crazy activity there. We're also doing uh there's a lot of outside sites that we'd like to do this year. Mm-hmm. weather permitting. There is a, an abandoned Um, Amusement park down around Louisville. Really? That is supposedly very active. Really? I want to check it out. There's also, it's not actually a ghost town. The only thing left is some foundations of a town up past Story, Indiana that I'd Mm -hmm. like to go check out. Uh, Just a lot of little areas. There's also, was it, Debbie, was it the Flight 853 that crashed? Up around, yeah. up around Shelbyville. Allegheny. Yeah, back Malagany. in 69. Yeah, we'd oh, like okay. to go. Deb and I have been there once before. I'd like to get everybody up there and, and check it out. It's, it's just a field. Yeah. But there have been EVPs. Actually, a newscaster actually caught an EVP up there that asked, are we dead? Did, oh, we, crash? Wow. Did we crash? Did we crash? Are we dead? Really? Um, oh, yeah, so we've gosh. got that. And then we do have Octagon Hall in Franklin, Kentucky scheduled for the weekend uh the last weekend in august a really cool place too <clears throat> it has a lot of ties to the civil war uh, oh you just, would like that <laughs> oh this this is an, it's an actual museum it's, oh wow, it's, it's, wow. It's, it's octagon shaped i think they started building it in andrew jackson caldwell started building and i believe in 1847 and they didn't finish it until 1859 wow wow at, at one particular time, there was 18,000 troops camped on the property. Another time, there was 12,000. There's two, for sure, Civil War, um, people buried on the property. There's a There was a slave cemetery on the property, also a family plot. It's just crazy with activity. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful place, extremely interesting. Like I said, it's a museum. Wow! You, know, you would love it. Wow! So you can keep that in mind as well. And then a couple other places we're looking at that we'd like to get back to, okay. and a couple other places. There's a an old inn <clears throat> in Bardstown, Kentucky, that is actually one of the oldest stagecoach stops in the state. Really? We'd like kind of like to get that overnight. Uh, Abraham Lincoln stayed there. Just
0: it just full of of history and, and activity and how do you go about like some of those places like the amusement park or this like how do you guys reach out in order to be able to go and do an investigation
2: do a lot of research a lot of research to come up with it um then i try to talk with people that have been there or the owners and you know kind of go from there try to find out how to get in and most of these places that we go to what we call the pay-to-play places you know they have investigators come in and do overnights and they charge. Some Sometimes getting outrageous. Some of them aren't bad. Um, it just depends on what it is and where it is.
0: Now, I read a thing on <clears> Facebook <throat> the other day, and I don't believe everything that I see on Facebook. I know that might be oh, shocking. Um, you don't, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was talking about Kings Island and some of the activity at Kings Island. Have you guys? I mean, have you heard that? Is I, that?
1: I've heard that.
0: I've heard it in the past. Yeah, the, there I mean there's a cemetery inside of there that yeah. it was built a, on or around and that there is some some definite activity there. That was the first time I'd heard that. So that was one of the things I wanted <laughs> to ask you guys. You know, I, like I said, I don't I'm a little skeptical whenever I see something on Facebook to be true.
2: I've talked to a couple people who are actually going to go go there this year and try to get into the cemetery. So as soon as I find something out, I'll let you know. That's that's <laughs> that is so interesting because
0: So, the dollhouse in Greensburg. I'm in. I've already said I'll I'll do it. What is so kinda give us a little background on what the dollhouse is.
2: There's no really not a lot of background to it. Um it, it just I think just this past year these uh a couple bought the place. I I think they bought it to fix it up and flip it. Mm-hmm. And once they got in things started happening. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't figure out what was going on, couldn't explain things. They brought some people in. They checked it out. And one thing led to another. Um, they, I know that they have brought haunted objects into the place. And along with the haunted objects being brought into the place and people going in and doing investigations, it, it just keeps picking up.
0: And when you talk about, you know, obviously the energy that a spirit needs and, and the more and more that there's activity there, the more it can build. Is that why we start to see some of this concentrated things? Could it be that... You know, there's a spirit. Two houses down. I know I'm making this way simplified, but two houses down. But because all the activity centers there, that they come and focus in that same house with the others, or is uh,
4: well, yeah. I mean, if you take uh, uh, take a famous place like Waverly Hills Sanatorium, when you uh, the more people you bring in, and the more they they are feeding what's on the grounds, and the more active it's going to become. But they can also be proactive in, in doing that, too. I mean, if you – sometimes you can bring a lot of people in, and they'll burn it out.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Mm.
4: They'll, they'll burn out the spirits because they, they don't approach them right. And, I mean, a spirit just like you, if I was to walk in your house and say, who are you, and expect you to answer me all the time, you know, what are you doing here? And stuff like that. If you heard that 50 times a day – Wouldn't you get a little aggravated too? Oh, yeah, Yeah. I'd be over it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And so that happens a lot in locations too. But all in all, the more interactive you are with the spirits, the more you're going to give them the power to do what they wish to do.
3: That makes sense.
0: Very interesting. And I guess I'm going to ask this too, and I, I think I know the answer, but I'm not going to assume. When we talk about places like Waverly Hills, when we talk about some of these asylums, why is that such a place of activity? I get that in my mind, I would assume because of the what happened there and, and the things that went on, but why do we see those centered as, as places of activity? Well,
4: again, uh, like in the case of Waverly Hills, you would have there was so much death that was taking place up there. There was so much, uh, bad feelings of going there. See, when people went to Waverly Hills, a lot of times they went there not because they wanted to, but because right. they were forced to, Right. because back in the days when they were sending tuberculosis patients there, all it took is if you went to the police and said, Hey, my neighbor's coughing, I think he's got tuberculosis and whether you had tuberculosis or not, Within 24 hours, you found yourself up at Waverly Hills. They wow. would actually take you there. And a lot of times people went there who were tuberculosis free and contracted
0: the disease while oh, they were wow. on the hill. So didn't they ever have it. They were forced to go there and then contracted it while they were at Waverly. Yes. Wow. I didn't realize that at all. Wow. So you could see where all the bad feelings would yeah. come in with that. People
4: dreaded that place. Mm-hmm. And there, there has been a lot of death up there. There was a lot of shady going on behind the scenes, just like there is in any hospital or nursing home. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so that, that's a lot of things that can imprint themselves into the structure itself, the building. But another thing about Waverly, Waverly is built on the highest point in uh, Jeffersonville, Kentucky. The Indians used to call it the haunted woods. And they told all travelers never to go to that area. And uh, we believe that there's a, a, ancient Indian burial grounds up there mm-hmm. is why they didn't want people to go there. And they built
0: the building on top of it. Oh my so gosh. not even what happened at Waverly, but yeah. the fact that there's probably, you know, and obviously we all know the Native Americans' connection to the spirit world. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, going back, there's probably elemental spirits there. That, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, obviously burial spirits and those kind of things all mixed together. Right. Yeah. While they were
4: building Waverly Hills, they had... A hard time keeping the construction workers working on the project really yeah because they were seeing things people were witnessing things even more. so it was it, like
3: the, i like you said even before right. they were oh, building yes. it and then plus all the all the extra
0: stuff on, on top, top, top of it. it yeah yeah wow wow <laughs> i don't even <laughs> yeah. i know right so where are i mean obviously around here waverly where are some of the other most active places right around here locally Thornhaven Manor, Waverly. Uh, Slippery Noodle.
2: Slippery Noodle was active. Um, and the and Asylum an, in Winchester. Uh-huh. Um, the old Blackford Jail in Hartford City. Monroe House in Hartford City. Um, there's, there's a lot of them. Now, really. I
3: can't remember if we talked about it the first time, but isn't there a place in Mitchell did we ask you mm-hmm. that Whispers- have you out, have you guys been there yeah, years, and I have. Years okay ago. okay cuz i i couldn't remember we may have i'm we may have talked about it last time but i can't remember okay
0: yeah it's been i know it's been featured on a lot of the national stuff uh-huh. yeah. as well so that's
3: why i was curious if you guys have been there
0: <clears throat> we're nationally i know we've talked i know barb i asked you last time where your dream places were and you talked a lot about out west mm-hmm. um in the southwest especially the the Native American locations. Where are some of the most active places, <coughs> you know, nationally?
2: Gettysburg. Oh, okay. Gettysburg just seeps. You know, it's just full of it.
4: Gettysburg and Tombstone. Tombstone, yeah.
2: yeah. Tombstone, both of them's on my bucket list. Um,
4: and Alcatraz. 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 Oh yeah. Oh man, I bet that would be yeah. wild.
2: Just about any of the prisons, you know. Really? Comes, like even the smaller jails. We've done a couple small jails, and had some great luck. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. There's a little. There's a museum in, in, right here in Scottsburg, uh, the Scott County Heritage Center and Museum. Mm-hmm. We've done it several times. Mm-hmm. We go back there quite a bit. Really? It at one time was a poor farm. So okay. there's, you know, we think that a lot of what's there is from the poor farm. Gotcha.
0: And I'm going to ask this is because we talked about like the people at Waverly and the you know the the frustration or anger of being put there are most spirits typically they had a, an issue or a problem here on earth i mean and i i know this probably sounds great or silly but like i mean do we see like mansions where a wealthy individual that had everything given to them that they're still haunting in place there's been cases
4: of that yes and uh, and you know like i said the last time we were on the show a lot of the times that spirits stick around is because they're afraid of what's going to happen if they go to the light. And sometimes they just don't want to go to the light because they feel that they need to be around for their loved ones. And some of them don't even know they're dead. Believe it or not. They just notice. um, Well, we had a case years and years ago. I had a case and where these people had bought a house and it was in the coordinating area. and, they were remodeling the house and activity started picking up. So they called me in because they, they just couldn't explain it. They had put wallpaper up the day before. They come in the next day, the wallpaper's laying on the floor. And uh, so I started asking them questions about, you know, they needed to do research, see who lived in the house right. before. Well, they came up with that there was this old man that le- lived there just months prior to them purchasing it, and then he died there. But his favorite thing to do... Because he was kind of a hermit, his favorite thing to do was come home from work, fix him a supper. He would sit in his favorite chair, which looked out a bay window, and that's where he had all his bird feeders because he liked to watch the birds eat. While he'd eat his food, and so starting putting two two together, I'd I'd ask him, you know, is the chair still here? And he said, yeah. I said, where's it at? And he said, it's in the corner. I said, let's let's try something. Let's move the chair back in front of the bay window and just leave it there for a bit and and let's see what happens you know go ahead and do your work don't bother the chair so they did and for over a week i didn't hear from them so i finally got back with them. i said hey how's everything going they said uh, we left the chair where you said it was supposed to be and so nothing has happened and so in theory was that's all that old man wanted he just wanted to still be able to sit in his chair and look out the window yeah and he didn't want you messing with his stuff his lifestyle and so they ask is he still around i said well he may be around but um you know if you can live with him live with that chair being there i'm sure he's not going to bother you and that's exactly how it's been even to this day as far as i know
0: wow wow (laughs) that is just and when you talk about i know when you talked about the dollhouse in greensburg you talked about haunted objects do you do you see that a lot where they've connected themselves to some object that is you know, was important in their life or was valuable in their life? We have actually removed uh, some haunted objects
4: before by the residents' uh, request and it seems to have helped. Um, one was an antique mirror that uh, to me it looked like it was an old uh, scrolling mirror you know, where because it was all fogged up and everything. But we removed that. We uh, removed Ouija boards, of course, from residents. Wow. And supposedly they magically showed back up. I I doubt that, but I think the owner went out and purchased them again.
3: <laughs> so what do you do with the objects when you take them?
4: I take them in store them uh, in safe yeah.
3: storage. Okay. I, I just I was just curious. My like, mom's he, garage. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you take them home, <laughs> but
0: you don't destroy them or anything right, like right. that. No,
4: no, 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 no that, up. That'll even okay. take you back to the to the demon house. It should have never ever been demolished. I was right. going to ask you about that. That's so. a
0: great that's a great question.
4: It should not have been demolished because since there is a portal there. I mean, you're destroying the portal, but you're.
0: You're not getting rid of what was there.
3: Right, right. Well, that you know. was
0: my question, kind of like what you talked about with Waverly, where it was built with the Native Americans. I mean, e- even if someone comes back and builds on that site, the activity is there. Yeah, yeah. That's still You right. build a brand new house, and right. it's probably going to have those same you know, yes, right. issues. It, it will.
2: But that's what he said. He will not build anything on the property, nor will he sell it to anybody.
0: Oh, I, I guess I didn't catch that part. Yeah. That's I, interesting. I, I
3: wondered. It's, I thought that he... It, It said something like that at the end, that it
2: was still vacant. Right. He's going to leave it vacant. He he destroyed the house because he didn't want people getting back into the house. You know, there were squatters there when he bought it. He didn't want that to happen again. He didn't want anybody living in the house. But he said there will not be anything built on the property. He
1: did say, though, since he demolished it, that there's been Satan worshippers and whatever. Come on the bare lot and try to practice stuff.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Wow,
4: that I...
2: I wouldn't want to live next door. No, <laughs> no. no not
3: at all. Well, no, m-
4: most of probably the satanic uh, rituals that people are trying to perform there. Most of that's probably not by true Satanists. Right. Most okay. of it's probably kids thrill seekers. Mm-hmm. You know, gotcha. at, like the new thing today is it, to buy these debit boxes online. Yeah, and,
2: really.
4: and open them up when you're never ever supposed to open them because they contain a new evil spirit.
0: Oh, really? I've not even seen that. I haven't so. either. <laughs> oh yeah, you That's can the
1: buy them online now. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. oh. I remember Zach ended up with the debit box.
4: Well, a debit box. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> the, the, that wasn't the, the original. Main, no, the main
2: one still. Oh, it's he buried it, I believe. The guy who had the original. The one that the movie was all about and everything—he's—he oh, okay. has it buried somewhere that
1: because I—I I know nobody knows about. He was going to open it up there at his museum on mm. Halloween, and I'd had my nose surgery and I missed—I spaced through and didn't see it. So no, it's—it's
2: it's not the one that all the rigmarole was all about, right from the get-go. Yeah. Wow.
0: So I'm going to ask this because I never got into this when I was a kid. You talked about the Ouija boards. What? Is there anything to a Ouija board? Is it real or is it just the practice of it? I mean, what is that a, is that us? And I, again, I don't want this to sound like what you guys do. I'm saying is a scam. Is the Ouija board kind of a scam or is that something that. No, the Ouija board is very real, but the, the board itself is
4: harmless. And so is the platchet. where the harm comes in is you're opening your mind up. You're allowing things to come inside of you. That's where it gets dangerous because even like with the case of a tulpa coming through, your mind is a very powerful thing. You can cause things to happen and not even know that you're doing it. And the Ouija board, by playing Ouija board, you're opening up your mind to the spirit world. Anything can come through that door because you're basically allowing them to enter you it's it's an oracle, so to say mm-hmm. but it's being controlled by your mind spirits working through your mind that's where the danger comes in the most danger of the Ouija board is possession and because you're happen. allowing that open door for anything right. to come in yeah even, and you if you invited it, yeah you invited oh. it you don't know how to know how to get rid of it or shut right. it down that's where the danger comes in with the board okay we We've removed several. Uh, We've removed several. Yeah, we have. Wow. Does
3: that help? I mean, when you remove it, because I mean, if you've let that spirit or whatever in your, I mean, in your mind and that kind of thing, does it help when you take that away?
2: It depends on if it, the person really wants it to. Yeah, it depends on okay. if the
4: person wants it gone.
2: That makes sense.
4: You know, the person themselves. One of them that we did. This person got very upset after. After they asked us to remove it, right? they got extremely upset with us because they, they had to have it back. and But they wanted their house cleansed to begin with. Okay, well, we cleansed we cleansed your house. You wasn't having any further problems, but now you want to bring this back into your life. So now you're going to invite the same yeah. stuff back. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you either want this stuff or you, or you don't want yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And what they had going on was very wicked stuff yes for
3: you to say that that's scary
0: (laughs) (laughs) so like you say when you when you store this do you have in the storage area do you have a lot of activity that's there i wouldn't know it's in my mom's garage (laughs) (laughs)
4: it's not in my garage (laughs) that's a perfect place it's
2: not in my garage We, we seal everything it ain't up. Be in our garage. We seal it up with salt, and and you know, really, we yeah,
4: we we yeah. do seal it. We seal it so that there's no possible passage through it again. Okay, wow.
2: as long as nobody opens it up. Right, right. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Well, guys, we are at an hour already. Wow, <laughs> which is uh, which is crazy because I could talk for several more. And but hear your uh, stories. <laughs> uh, um, I want to say before we we break here and get off is uh first of all thank you guys again for coming out yeah um, thank you for having us and thank you for what you guys do i i really do appreciate it um i'm very intrigued by it like i've said and thank you for inviting me i am 100 percent in on the dollhouse in greensburg we, we might have to like
3: everybody come back after Afterwards. that yeah, yeah i think
0: we're gonna have to set up one right after that so that you can right. tell Tell all the stories How about me. How big of a
3: was. I will go ahead and say I'm a wimp because I don't think I can go.
0: <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm very, very excited. I appreciate everything. I mean, I appreciate your friendship and you guys being on. And uh, right. this has been, been really fun. So thank you guys. Well, thank I'll you. Thank we appreciate you. it. Thank you all right and everybody that is uh, episode number two and uh, everybody again go out and like the uh, southern indiana ghost hunters it's S- a sigh of southern indiana ghost hunters on facebook like them and watch what they're doing and like i said uh, you know exciting stuff coming for them in 2019 and again thank you to our sponsors miller's termite and pest control tommy taylor farm bureau insurance and beauty from ashes tattoo parlor everybody have a great week